show is a proud member of Friends in Tech at friendsintech.com. Welcome to this edition of Paul.com Security Weekly. I'm your host, Paul Asadorian. And I'm your co-host, Larry Pesci. And I, back from the dead, am Twitchy, otherwise known as Nick D. And we are all back here in the Paul.com Security Weekly studios for the first time in, in a little while. Yeah. How did everybody enjoy their vacation? It was wonderful. We took the week off to uh, vacation do our conference day I, you you like you go to a conference like every week now I know dude it's great with that? I've, this this month of July I was out for more than half the month I went to Sands in DC went to Hope just it was a great time man excellent we have a very special story time with Twitchy that will feature many stories from the Hope hacking conference in New York that happened this past week absolutely mm-hmm. Ooh, Paul, I'm just real quick. I'm looking at the announcements. I do have an announcement, but that's okay. Okay. Yeah, we have an announcement as well. Ah. A group announcement. Hello to all our live audience listeners via our IceCast streaming server. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Ocean. We have five listeners. Five. Oh, and you're welcome, Larry. <laughs> you're all welcome for your internet. Yes. You should pay me. We do. Oh, that's right. We do. That's right. We pay in more ways than you could imagine. <laughs> you have to put up with me. <laughs> This yes. episode is sponsored by Singress Publishing, something for white hats, black hats, gray hats, and even 10-gallon hats. Listen to the question at the end of each show, then go to the Paul.com blog and be the first to post the correct answer to receive a free copy of any in-stock book on the Singress website. And if you have won a book with us in the past few months, send us an email because we got behind on, I'm sorry, yes, on our books. If, if yes. you haven't gotten your book and we've announced it, um, yeah, yeah, please. Send us an email. Let us know. We will check our records, and we will get you your free books, we promise. Yes. We're good for it. Yep. This episode is also sponsored by Core Security Technologies. Buy their product and become super elite and super freaky. That's freaky with a P-H. Yes. And super elite. Super elite. Super, super freaky. freaky. And insert threes where appropriate. Oh, my right. God. <clears throat> Listen to this podcast and qualify to receive a 10% discount on Core Impact, the world's best penetration and IDS testing tool. We are also sponsored by the Sands Institute. Oh, we're actually not right now. Well, technically, we still are. We are? Kind of. Well, we just don't have a discount code. We don't have a discount code. Right. We should get one for Vegas, though. Yes. Which kind of leads us into our announcements. Yes. We have two. Live. Uh, well, before we do that one. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. oh Sorry, I, I was premature. Did. Yeah. That's never a good thing. Um, I will be at Black Hat and DEF CON. No, 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 no. Yay. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. I will be at Black Hat and DEF CON next week. I will be arriving at Black Hat on Tuesday. Um, I will be in the core security booth at the Vendor Expo. I'll be floating around all over the place. Um, when I'm not at conference, look for the guy with lots of tattoos, stretched ears, and a Hawaiian shirt. I'll have stickers. Or come see me, at, or come see me at the Core Impact uh, booth. I will have uh, a little bit more professional dress, as uh, I'll be working with those guys for some of the conference. Because of course, we're at all the major hacking and security conferences. Twitchy will be at uh, Torcon. Torcon, mm-hmm. correct. We will be uh, for all you EDU people out there. Twitchy and I both will be speaking at MIT Security Camp August fourteenth and fifteenth, and that is the first time. Fifteenth uh, and sixteenth. Is it fifteenth and sixteenth? I thought. I thought it was fourteen and fifteen. I thought it was we'll fifteen and sixteen. But anyway, MIT Security Camp, and that is the first conference where we will actually have the official Paul.com Security Weekly T-shirts. Yes. If you look at our latest blog posting, um, there are links to uh, what the front and the back of the T-shirts look like, and we will be Hot. giving those away at MIT Security Camp. Hot. And of course. Larry Twidgey and myself will be coming at you live from Las Vegas on October 3rd, where we have an official Sands at Night event, where we yes. will be we have recording an- and broadcasting our podcast live. Yes, we have an official Sands keynote. That's right. And basically, it's going to be 
Paul.com Security Weekly, which means it's going to be me, Larry, and Twitchy sitting around talking security and drinking beer. And, and there is going to be beer at the event. We have confirmed that. We yes. will have beer. It wouldn't yes. be a Paul.com Security Weekly podcast without, without beer. beer. And we have beer for our listeners. Of course. Everyone has to drink beer, yes. except Twitchy. He drinks Coke. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. still love you, you know, you know, people try to get me to drink at Hope, and after they got to know me a little while, they're like, you're not, you're not getting near a bar. <laughs> like, we're not going to let you do Here's a Coke. Um, if you ever run out, just let us know. We don't want you to kill yourself. So uh, in Vegas at Sands, we're also going to have uh, open mic so we can uh, have some audience participation. Uh-oh. No, that, the headphones were just way too loud. Oh, okay. Sorry. Phew. Phew. So, yeah, we're, we're still good. We're still good. Carry okay. on. Carry <laughs> on. Carry we're on. Gonna, we're going to have uh, open mic so uh, we can get some participation from y'all. And, uh, yeah, drink some beer. Come on. Hang out. We're going to give out some T-shirts and some good stuff. So, uh, come on. I'll sign anything and everything twitchy. Nick, I got Anything to and sign. everything twitchy. <laughs> I'll have Nick, my Sharpie with that's me. That's the scariest statement I think you've <laughs> ever like, said on this show. I was just going to say, Nick, I've got something twitchy for you to sign. No! <laughs> Ooh. Sure, I'll sign your baby. It's my pet. pet squirrel. Uh-huh. Pet it. It's nice. <laughs> man, like I'm like so out of it. I'm like I don't know I what's know. going on. It's like this whole podcast thing. We took a week off. I'm all like I'm all discombobulated. Ooh, like what do I do now? Do I play discombob- sweepers now? Discombobulated. Discombobulated. Yeah, we're gonna we're not gonna do it live in the show. But in when I do the magic of recording this podcast, I'm gonna mix in something extra special Ooh. for our listeners. It's probably gonna get us in a lot of trouble. But hey, you know we're Paul.com Security Weekly. We gotta live to our reputation. We need to. Um, Basically, piss people off and, and maintain um, professionalism. And maintain professionalism. I don't know how that. So we're going to try and walk the line. We couldn't interesting help ourselves. Dichotomy. So anyway, I'm going to cut the sweepers now. Yes. Hey, this is Johnny Long from iHackStuff.com, and you're listening to Paul.com. Rock on, guys. Definitely, definitely Wicto, definitely Biddy Blah. The path to ninjutsu. What is that smell? Oh, that's my internet. It smells fantastic. That's your internet? I've been enjoying that pleasant bouquet all morning. Sir, you've got to check this out. Okay, this would better be... Whoa! Delicious! It's his internet. Yeah, it is. What do we do with it? Just bask in it. Firefox. Rediscover the web. And we're back. I have a story about stinky internet, but that's a story for another day. We're supposed to do listener feedback here, yes. but... Um, we're going to skip listener feedback for we'll this skip episode. listener feedback. We're going to do a, uh, start trying to... Well, we're going to experiment, basically, yes. and we're going to do an entire podcast dedicated to listener feedback. feedback. We're, yeah, because, we're going to try to get caught up. Yeah, because we found that we get a lot of listener feedback, and I think I want the show to take on the technical stuff much sooner. And I think we're going to move the listener feedback to a separate podcast, uh, which we'll do every once in a while. Not right. necessarily, you know, when we have enough that we feel we can fill up a whole episode with, we'll do listener feedback. Uh, maybe if you, even bring in some listeners live on listener mm-hmm. feedback. And you if know. you don't like it, you can skip it. That's right. Exactly. And just get to the good stuff, which we're trying to get to. And the next segment, we're going to do an extra special, special story, story time with Twitchy. His Adventures at Hope. Story from a hacker conference. It's a hopeful story from hope. What does it stand for? Hackers on Planet Earth? Yes, hope stands for Hackers on Planet Earth, and it's put on by Emmanuel Goldstein of 2600 Magazine. Which, by the way, the latest episode uh, issue of 2600. Has a hot cover from derived from the logo for Hope. Oh, all right, cool. I picked up my copy this weekend. So as I need to get my copy. I haven't got it yet. As everybody might, out there might know, Hope is put on like every two years or so, and um, it's a ni- it's a little bit more political and social than it is uh, technical. Like I Shmukon, got that from reading all of the the, the press about it. That yeah, it was more of a political social it, thing. It's more my, of a political thing. Well, it, it is put on by Emmanuel Goldstein, and he's a little bit political himself. But there's not there's anything wrong with that. It's right. Richard Stallman was there speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It was great, actually. And um, like any uh, hacker conference, it, it gets awfully crazy. You know what I mean? And uh, it, I, gets, it gets awfully crazy if you are in the correct places. Yes. And I was in the correct places. Um, I just want to say thank you to uh, a few of my friends who came out to hope with me, uh, William Day and Brandon Edens, um, two of the Rhode Island's best hackers here, Rhode Island, uh, hardware and software. And we all went out to hope, and we had a great time. And... Um, I figured I would just talk about a few of the stories um, that uh, Hope had to offer me. Mm, tell us the Richard Stallman story. Oh, yes. Well, Richard Stallman, as always, comes here, comes to talk at these things. And, yeah, you know, Richard Stallman, actually, he gives the same old, you know, copy left GPL talk. But I've, he heard, always- I've heard of his speech, but he came to a particular university here in yes. Rhode Island, and I heard him speak. I was at that too, by the way, before I even knew you. I really? was there in the audience, yep. We were there together and we didn't even know each other. Imagine no. that. Destiny oh, brought yeah. us together. That's right. Richard Stallman brought us together. And what a better person to bring us together than, than Richard, Richard Stallman. Stallman. I know. We should make out. So uh, <laughs> Apparently you both have open source. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Richard, he added a lot of good stuff to it. And he talked a lot about the um, current political climate towards open source software and software in general, patents, etc. DRM, mm-hmm. um, his website... Uh, Defective by Design, mm-hmm. uh, the new campaign against DRM. Um, so he talked a lot, and um, I, I, I heard he wore an old school hard disk player yeah, as a halo. Um, he's been doing this a lot of talks. He puts on he puts on a halo that's made out of an old hard drive uh, disk, and he calls himself Saint Ignatius. Ignu Ignatius. Yeah, it was really cool, and um, it's really it's always nice to see uh, Stallman uh, give a talk. And uh, there were about four hundred people in the audience, and at Hope, at, like any hacker conference, there's not always. Um, uh, there's not always like everybody's not always technically oriented. There's a lot of posers out there, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys out there dressed in black. You know what really gets me when you wear the conference T-shirt the first day. Like I did, I don't go there buy the twenty six hundred Hope Six T-shirt, then wear it the whole conference. That's just. That's like wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt to a Nine Inch Nails con- uh, concert. Yeah, who did that? Who did that? I I had my nice T-shirt on. It was a nice, unique T-shirt. But my it's nice. T- it's not that, like the one white T-shirt <laughs> that you own. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. my nice T-shirt. That he owns. So uh, you know, it, it was it was just kind of like guys, what are you doing? So when they opened it up to questions, Stallman was executing people as they walked up. So Sweet. like they would walk up and be like, so like I uh, I like open source software, and now as you know, open source software and free software are totally totally different. Right, right. Two, yeah. Totally two different concepts. And Richard Stallman would tear those people up and send them back to their seat. In fact, he got a few people arguing with him about certain concepts and stuff at the mic. Like, no, no, listen, you don't understand what I'm talking about. And, Dude, you're arguing with Richard yeah. Stallman. Now, while Richard Stallman can be a little intimidating, and, and he knows what he's talking about, he's very... Very stuck in his ways, and that's a good thing. He's got integrity, and I mean that's what makes mm-hmm. Richard Stallman right, Richard right, Stallman. Right. And he's an amazing man. He he's has got his great beliefs. ideas. He lets everyone exactly. know about his beliefs. So tell us about your question. So I I'm sitting down with Will Day, and Will's like, "Man, you get up get up there and ask a question." I'm like, "Dude, I gotta get up there and ask a stupid question, and I'm gonna get a stupid answer." If you know what I mean. He's like, "No, dude, ask him how 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 you can get a rockin' beard." Too. I'm like, all right. So I get up, get in line. Few guys get executed. Another guy has an argument. <laughs> Another few more guys get executed. I get up there and I go, like, I go near the mic. I'm like, uh, and by the way, this is being recorded and was on the DVD. I go, hello, uh, you know, Richard Stallman. I'm a big fan. I've seen you talk a few times, and I'm, you know, your work is great. And um, even though I've gone to a lot of your talks, I've never asked you this one question. I've been dying to ask you this. And then he goes, well, are you going to get to it? And everybody starts cheering and clapping and laughing, you know, because he wouldn't execute people, and people would kind of cheer right. and clap like, ah, you idiot, get down off the stage. So people are kind of thinking like, oh, here's another idiot. And then I go, how can I grow a really rockin' beard like yours? And the whole crowd just starts <laughs> clapping and standing up. And even Richard Stallman started clapping and smiling and nodding. And he pulls on his beard and goes, oh, it's all natural. And I'm like, I'm like thank you very much. So it was a nice little break from, you know, all the technical yeah, talk Because I can imagine the questions people ask. No, like, a lot of them were good. Yeah, some, were bad, some were bad. But yeah. I think I pretty much broke the ice. And, it, and uh, I, I get to hear about that. Uh, and it's on the DVD. So it's my nice. little mark on, on hope. So tell us about... About Fyodor. Oh yeah, well, I ran into Fyodor. Um, 
he Dude, was, of course, is the author, author of Venom. Yeah, he's a really great guy, um, and he's really cool to hang out with. And um, it was really nice to um, run into him. And, and it was funny because I met him at ShmooCon just for like five minutes because he had given a talk. I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Fyodor, I really like your work, and you know, you make my life easier." Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like like <laughs> Enmap? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, so and I, I like I like how Andy described Fyodor to his wife. Said that this guy wrote a piece of software that his resume says that he wrote a piece of software. <laughs> this one piece of software, and that's all he needs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole the whole resume. Is just, I'm Fyodor, and I wrote and map. Yeah, exactly. hire me. Hire me. Okay, you're hired. <laughs> so I I saw him just like standing around, and by the way, he was. Uh, I hope Fyodor doesn't uh, hurt me because of this. He was he was. I actually ran into him right near the immunity sec um, yeah. booth, which Dave. I forget. I cannot pronounce his last I, name. I, Atel? Itel, Atel. I apologize, Dave. Um, He's the maker of Canvas of from Canvas, Immunisec, Immunisec, which everyone should go out and buy. Everyone should have a copy. Relatively inexpensive, fantastic yes. piece of software. We Thank use you. it on uh, pretty much every pen test that we do. And um, Sorry, Core. <laughs> anyway. Well, Core is fantastic, but Core's so is Canvas. Yeah. So work it out amongst yourselves. They're both good. Yeah, Whatever. they're both great software. Whatever. In fact, I, I, think I mentioned uh, Core to Dave, and Dave was like, yeah, I like those. I like that company. They're pretty cool. Right. Um, he probably didn't, but I'm just going to say that. So <laughs> don't quote me on that. Sorry, Dave. Um, so anyway, I, I find Fyodor, nobody's like around him. I don't think anybody really recognizes him. Because so, he's not what, like, yeah, when I picture the dude that wrote map, like, I picture, like, long hair, like, you know, really scruffy yeah, looking. Yeah, he's like, very, very neat, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's a great he's, guy. He's very uh, tall, Swedish looking. Yeah. Swedish looking guy, yeah. So he was hanging around the Haxor DVDs, the H-A-X-X-X-O-R DVDs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You know... And you did, know what, though? He was just talking to the guy, and you, he was funny, he wants to did get... Did you see, no, wait a minute, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was following the Hope Conference from the internet, and I was looking at all the press for it, and I saw the Hax Triple X or website. I happened to stumble across that over the weekend. I did not see this. And I happened to look at some of the pictures yeah. from the Hack Triple X <laughs> website, which were all... They're not all good-looking girls, kind though. Kind of uh, prawnish kind of stuff. But here's the thing. He wants to get Nmap in one of the Hacksaw DVDs. Absolutely. Well, I mean, That'd be really in the cool. Matrix. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know? Well, that's what I Show note engineer, you have a website? He was talking to the uh, to the guy who's um, who's selling DVDs, and I ran, I walked up to him, and they were kind of talking about getting Nmap in there, and so um, hold on, um, oh there it is, Hacksaw Three Fatal Exception. Oh, Ooh. so it's, it's it's on insecure.org. dot com. Hacksaw girls offer Nmap training, huh? So he did do it. All right, all right. So listen, anyway, I. Oh. Picks. I go up to Fyodor. I'm like, hey, I met you for like five minutes at ShmooCon. And uh, we started talking a lot. And I brought uh, Will Day over. And we were talking about how we really use it a lot in an educational space. And um, how we really appreciate his work and everything. So then uh, the next day, I run into him. And he's just standing around in one of the uh, foyers. I run up to him like, hey, man, what's going? Um, and we were taking, uh, Will was taking pictures of this camera. And Fyodor had this uh, pirate shirt on. And we were commenting on that. And so we took a picture, and Fyodor was like, oh, if you can Photoshop Nick into, like, a pirate wench um, and, you know, send me the picture, I'd appreciate it. It was a pretty good time. He's a great guy to hang out with. Um, we got uh, me, Brandon, and Will got lunch with him. And um, we, got to, we got to talk to him about Nmap and uh, some of the other stuff. It was really it was really neat to talk to him, mm. and uh, we sorry. really appreciate the opportunity. So, I'm sorry. We're, not, we're listening to anything you're saying. We're on hack to h triple x dot or. Well, I wish I could make. They got some really great backgrounds, but if my wife ever saw one of those backgrounds, it might be a really short match. If you can get the opportunity to meet Fyodor, I suggest you go up to him and thank him for his work because his work really absolutely impacts our lives every day as security professionals. I'm going to have to get my job to pay for Nmap training. And I, I just want to talk a few a bit about some of the of other talks at Hope yeah. too. Yes, yes, yes. Go. One of the, one of the really good ones was network monitoring in the law, which talked about um, wiretaps um, mm-hmm. and private wiretaps too. Like if let's say a state university wants to. Um, Hi, I'm the Hacksaw. Uh oh, uh oh. You're interrupting story time with Twishy. Turn it off. Volume two. Sorry, 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 sorry. So network monitoring in the law was about. Um, These are my kind of girls. Really. And I, I, you know, sorry. We'll just move on. All right, no, okay. no, no, no wire time with Twitchy's over. No, you're talking about private wiretaps for, say, some universities. Yes, it was really good talk, and uh, a lawyer who's also a hacker was giving the talk, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. Like Paul, Larry, and me, we we have to deal with this, and so does Andy. Uh, we have to deal with this a lot because 
you have to sniff your network for reasonably to keep it secure and maintain it. Right? My network smells funny. No, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> Talking of stinky it's, networks. We can do wiretapping, but as long as it's within reasonable uh, methods to keep our networks running and secure. That's actually part of the law, you know? I hope so. No, oh, absolutely. And then there was one called Hackers in Academia, which was really neat. Um, being from the educational space, I really got a ch- it was really nice to see a couple of PhDs talk about how the differences and similarities of Hackers in Academia. Um, lock picking exploits for mechanical locks. Excellent talk. Um, Deviant Allen was in the audience. He wasn't giving the talk. Um, I forget who was giving the talk. I apologize. But um, they were some of the top lock pickers in the world. Um, another one which was really good was the uh, Geek Comedy Tour. Uh, if you can get, if you can buy VCDs of Hope, get the Geek Comedy Tour. It was really funny. Um, and what else did I go to? Oh, Kevin Mitnick was going to be there, and Kevin Mitnick unplugged, but he was sick in Columbia. Yeah, well, Columbia, Maryland, or Columbia? I think Columbia, if I'm Ew. not mistaken. So he was sick, and he couldn't make it, unfortunately. I really would have liked to have met him. I apparently he was at ShmooCon sitting around, and I didn't even recognize him. I wish I really could have met him. He sounds like he's a, he's a great guy. Um, the best talk, I think, was the social engineering talk that Emmanuel Goldstein gives every uh, year. Mm-hmm. Um, they called people and tried to socially engineer them live on the show. I heard I've about heard that. that. It yeah. was really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess they had another guy who does social engineering uh, as a hobby, so to speak, and he was able to tell somebody that he was the file marshal, fire marshal and wanted to be transferred to an elevator phone. And then he talked to people in the elevator, having them get in and out, press buttons on the, on the elevator door. It was really neat. And uh, they they called people in the phone book who deliberately had their address taken out to try to get them to give their address. And one of the people he called refused to give them their address. And he hung up on them and said, now that's a smart consumer. Wow. Yeah, so that's interesting that he called a random person. That person refused to give out their address. But he did get somebody else. So... One time, well, I guess, similar to the the phone losers of America. You I can, think that's one of the guys that were there. Really, I think one of the guys was there. Those guys are unbelievable. If you haven't listened to their podcast, um, not only are they funny and entertaining, but it's really a lesson in social engineering. Definitely, and they. Um, I think one of my favorite social engineering tricks that they do is the blockbuster hacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They call up blockbuster and say, "Hi, my name is Smith." Uh, yeah, do you have any movies or Dan Smith? And they're like, do you have any? Do you have any outstanding late fees? And they're like, um, we don't have any Dan Smith. We have a, and he's like, well, what do you have? Well, Ron Smith. Oh yeah, that's my dad. And they're like, um, he's like, is my address, you know, nine, um, you know, Frame Street? And he's like, oh. No, no. He's like, oh, what do you got? What do you got? He's like, oh, that's my old address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does the same thing with the phone number and ends up with this person's name, address, and all the movies that they have had late late charges on. <laughs> so, Blockbuster is a family movie company. So, ah, uh, yep. I just want to plug though, um, Jason Scott's BBS documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's BBS documentary. I've, I've heard about this. It sounds really cool. It's really cool. I bought it while I was... It's bbsdocumentary.org. Uh, sorry, bbsdocumentary.com. Jason Scott directed it and filmed it over four years. I, I had the pleasure of getting lunch with him as well, and he also had a talk called Retro Computing about old computers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I saw the pictures that you took. <laughs> Nick has a picture of himself using a TRS-80 Model 1, which was my first computer. I have one in the closet. You have what? I have one in the closet. Really? Yeah. A trash eighty well model one. Yeah. So please go out buy uh, BBS documentary. It's forty dollars and the DVD. It's eight. It's eight episodes. It's really good. And he's working on a new one about text adventures. Um, really cool guy, Jason Scott. And uh, one more wireless security flaws. Um, Raven Alder uh, headed this talk, and she went around uh, in Seattle finding corporations that were broadcasting routing protocols over wireless. Bad, bad, bad. Oops. Yes, very oops. So that was great. And, of course, I hung out a little bit with RenderMan, um, the always charismatic RenderMan. Um, he gave a talk on wireless pen testing, an excellent talk. Um, at DEF CON, he will be announcing a few things. So if you're going to DEF CON, please check out RenderMan's talk. Yes. Also, hopefully, Larry will be helping RenderMan get the wireless uh, jacket. contest jacket. Jacket. Because RenderMan really wants one. Mm-hmm. And... Um, don't never fear render man i'm working on things yes i was working on things today let's just say batteries are involved then we then i went over to the building a hackerspace talk and um that was are you you gonna throw the batteries at the other people in the contest (laughs) maybe maybe the building a hackerspace talk was headed by mike kershaw harry hoffman and a few others um nick binary pork chop 
a few of these guys, they started like hacker spaces in their um, areas so that people could go. They rent space. They rent. They get an ISP. They co-locate. They do a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. Also, Mike also headed up the uh, Hope Net. What worked and what didn't? I guess they had some troubles with their uh, 100 megabit satellite connection. It was basically satellite connection technology, but on the ground, and they had like rainbow satellites pointing at a building. I guess it all came down to a bad crimp on a cable. Unfortunately, so there were some network problems. Happens, you know. It, it does, does happen. Overall, though, Hope is really good. Definitely worthwhile. Um, Hotel Pennsylvania is smack dab in the middle of New York City uh, on Seventh Avenue. It was really cool to hang out. I've never been to New York City myself. And me and Will Day, the first day we got there, where nothing was going on, we walked around. We went to the Fifth Avenue Apple Shop, where we uh, caused some antics because Will's a pretty damn hardcore uh, computer science guy. He's also a math major, if I'm not mistaken. A very smart guy, smarter than I am. And um, we caused a lot of trouble in New York City that day. Will also got stabbed by a fire hydrant. Whole nother story. We went around with his Rebel XT taking pictures of people on the streets. It was a great time overall. Do you want to give out the URL to your picture site or no? No. No. I also heard The picture site is for my friends only. I I also saw that. If you go into the IRC chat room, you may or may not be able to get the picture site. Yeah, you can ask me in the IRC chat room. I also hear there's a picture of Nick standing next to a very large hydrogen tank somewhere (laughs) near Times Square. Yeah, for some reason, there's a liquid nitrogen tank sitting there, and and Will's just like, you know, you can tell we're tourists. He's got a huge camera with a telephoto lens, and I'm standing in front of things having my picture taken. It was and great. What's the picture of you with the guy next to you wearing leather chaps and a leather vest and hat? Oh, my God. I put that up there? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You I told Will to down. delete that picture. Uh-oh. Oops. But we, uh, Will went for a jog in Central Park. Uh, Central, Yeah, Central Park. I'm surprised he came back unraped and unharmed. He, he got up, walk, went, uh, subwayed it up there. It was hilarious. Oh, and that concludes yes. this edition of Safari Time with Twitchy. I hope everyone liked it, and I hope I didn't offend anybody. And uh, Hooray for hope. I'm sorry, uh, Fyodor, that I said you hung out near the porn DVDs, and sorry, Dave, that I told you you liked core. And It was really cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> up to broadcast depths. Yes, Captain. Larry, let's get jacked in. We've got a job to do. All right, let's go. Excellent location, Andy. Right at the Calzone shop. Twitchy, if you want to live, come with me. Ooh, popcorn! Now, Twitchy, this world is a farce. It's not real. There are threats everywhere, but they are hidden. Really? There are? Show me! You take the blue pill, and the story ends. You wake up in your bed, and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I'll show you how deep the red Oh, the red one! Andy, do you have him? I have him. Cool, am I off to see the world, the real world with uh, all the controlled machines and stuff? All the machines and stuff? I love the machines. I want to see the machines! Shut up. No, we're just here to make sure you take your meds. No! Ah, damn it, he bit me! Andy, we need an exit for two. On the desk behind you. Larry, let's go. Paul.com Security Weekly. Providing the little red pill of truth for everyone. Even Twitchy. I eat apples. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. Holy crapper. Yeah, Paul had to pee. That's why we got two of them in there. It's all right. The magic of post-production. Yeah, now I got to pee. But that's okay. I'll hold it. <laughs> Internet drive-by shootings. Oh, we're moving into news. We're moving right into news. Yes. Going right into news. News, news. News, news. And this was quite possibly one of the best blog postings I read this year. I was truly enlightened by reading this blog posting. Did anyone else read this blog posting? I, oh, this saw, was, I saw some of this. Yeah. Was this a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Menace yeah. blog. I, I got to tell you, and talking to Fyodor, he was telling me at the time he was at Consec West, and... Uh, he found that HD Moore was scanning his laptop. Yeah, I heard this. He's, do it again. What is what is what does Fyodor do when HD Moore scans his laptop? <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just. I'm gonna end it there. But uh, that was a funny little story he told me. He was just like, "Yeah, HD Moore. I found it scanning my laptop." I think you know, consequence. They're just fooling around. But right, right, right. That's kind of a meeting of the minds there, virtually. Absolutely. Very funny. So the Metasploit team, of course, has the 
website that goes uh, and releases a browser vulnerability of the day, which we covered previously. It also has the malware search engine, which was released recently, where you can... Um, now, is this the one where you could submit your malware? Does it do both? Or does it do both? There's one where you can <clears throat> submit malware, and then there's this one, which looks like just a search engine, where you can search for malware. Yeah, this one looks like just... Right. Search. In any case, they were analyzing some malware oh, that did oh. some pretty amazing things. But if you'd noticed, if you go to the malware search engine site, there's this graphic behind the top of the search that has censored over it. Yeah, what it, 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 has, it almost it has looks like very familiar colors on a very yeah. popular search engine. They, there was another page I saw that had the source code that says they're using the Google API to do it. So, in any case, if you read their blog posting, they detail. Um, how the malware that they found will automatically fingerprint the operating system from Windows 98 all the way to Windows XP Hot. and choose an exploit that works on that platform. So one of the things they said that astounded me was, oh, you thought you were safe running Windows 98? <laughs> no, because this uh, particular um, rootkitter thinger has exploits for Windows 98 and can automatically figure out if you're vulnerable or not and then infect you. You know what, you know what sucks though? People have to run Windows 98 sometimes because they don't have money to buy this anything else. It's this a shame because Microsoft you know, kind of screws them in the end. They don't want to support them mm-hmm. or release this patches. Without even the courtesy of a uh, you know, I think it was Ed Scotus who said that like Windows ninety eight and stuff is just a is is a kernel that you're running in with just programs written around it. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And that's why it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. So if you're a security professional, you really need to go read this blog posting because mm-hmm. it details what I think is one of the best descriptions of what's happening today, right now, in the computer security field and the threats that we face. You know, much of the threat is moving towards this model, which they describe very eloquently. I don't know about you guys, but my biggest threat to my network security is dinosaurs. They're just everywhere now. Yeah, like T-Rexes, Stegosauruses. just coming at me. Yeah. You know, like, how do you defend against T-Rexes? And I don't know how they type and hack with those big freaking paws. paws they must know? have special keyboards. I, I must. Another very cool piece of research. What am I talking about? I have no idea. Another cool <laughs> piece of research comes from the folks over at Spy Dynamics. They make um, a web application scanning product. And they found... Oh, they this actually, can't be good. No, it's not. They, it's cool <laughs> for us. Like, I say cool. I'm like, wow, this is cool. But then I'm like, holy crap, this is really bad. Yeah. Um, it's a very tool, cool tactic that uses JavaScript and downloads code to your client and then uses your client to scan the network wow. in JavaScript, scanning the network, looking for other web servers, and then fingerprints that web server based on the way it responds to certain triggers. Turn right? off JavaScript. <laughs> so using like the image tag right in JavaScript, yeah, yeah. they can say, well, if this image exists... Well, it's a default IS installation. If this image exists mm. on the web server, oh, it's an Apache server. And they can fingerprint the web server, and they go, well, if it's an Apache server, then they start launching attacks towards it to wow. try and compromise that web server. So they can scan hosts on your internal network via JavaScript. It's a really cool paper. They have a demo where you can give it an IP address range, and using just HTTP gets, it'll go out and fingerprint web servers on that on that. You know, yeah, the, way they, the way they do this is really it's cool. It's really cool. I was just reminded of a story that Raven Alder, uh, Adler um, had given in a magazine. She was saying how she kind of, she does like some of the IDS stuff for Nessus, mm-hmm. or did for Nessus, and I, I guess people would download Nessus, then launch a whole Nessus attack against Nessus.org. Oh, oh yeah, about all the time. <laughs> like, like, what? Why? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's funny. That's like end mapping insecure.org. I'm sure Don't it do it, because I'm, I'm sure, sure it happens all trouble. the time. Yeah, now. yeah. Fyodor's probably used to it by now. Yeah. Probably, so uh, is, so is Fyodor's ISP. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. Uh, let's see. Mobile Antivirus Protection Services. Um, the wonderful folks over at F-Secure had a really good blog posting. One of the things they said, and they always have good blog postings. If you don't read their blog, you really need... That's like one of the blogs, as we stated before, that you really need to be reading. One of their blog postings says, um, the fact is that there are over 300 known mobile malware. This is malware for your cell phone. This Ouch. is bigger in other countries, so... Oh, good. Larry Nye and many others have taken Josh's course. Josh talks about the Kabir worm, 
and tells the story on how there was a particular soccer match in yep. Finland. Oh, yeah, which, yeah. if you read the show notes for this week, you definitely want to check out my references to Finland. Finland, we love you. We're just merely referencing a daily show skit. skit. <laughs> so, and Nick knows exactly what I'm talking about. Dude, Alan Duty? His Alan, last name is Alan Duty. Alan Duty. Ah, anyway. So, Duty. The Kabir Worm. Um, they're at a soccer match. A lot of Europeans have cell phones. Uh, more than one cell phone, apparently, is what uh, Josh Wright was telling me the other day, last week. And so this worm launches, and uh, it starts infecting people's phones within mm. the stadium. Right. Well, it, I think what it did was... This is the one that is persistent. Do you want to install yeah, it? Exactly. Do you want to yeah. install me? Do you want to install me? No. 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 Okay, no. yes. Okay, yes. Fine. Fine. Install me. And then it, then it broadcasts out trying mm-hmm. to ask exactly. people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mobile m- malware out there, more than you would think. And, um, you know, the F-Secure blog does a good job of covering uh, mobile malware. It has some uh, heated debates, I guess I would say, between them and a certain other antivirus vendor. Hmm. Um, but, you know, we like the folks at F-Secure. They've done some really cool research mm-hmm. with mobile malware. All so. those other virus scanner uh, makers are all embroidered in a worldwide conspiracy to create viruses and then be the first one with the signature so that we can all get screwed. Merely one I man's stand opinion. by that. Merely one man's opinion. Merely my opinion. Correct. Okay. Maybe true in some cases. Maybe <laughs> not. True in not probably others. not. But wouldn't it be crazy if I were right? <laughs> Imagine that one day people are going to go back to this episode and be like, oh my god, he was right. Alright. MS06036 DHCP client exploit. You know, some people think Marcus Random is right sometimes, too, but, you know. <laughs> Ouch. Did I say that out loud? Sorry, Marcus. Uh, is no. Steve Gibson right, ever? Well, that's a different story. Uh, <laughs> right. Watch him be no, right. No, we, we, we respect other people who are trying to do good for the security community. Absolutely. So, so we... We just yeah, don't no. agree. We don't agree with everyone. Sometimes no. I don't agree yeah. with Marcus. I'm sure Marcus does always agree with me. But, I, I did know. configure my laptop to send and receive DNS requests on the same port, though. <laughs> I did. I did think of that, and it works great. You know, uh, it works absolutely great. Okay. We'll be posting packet <laughs> captures of Twitch's DNS request soon. My bro- yes. my laptop broke instantly, and I had to reboot. <laughs> no. MS O thirty O six O thirty six DHCP client exploit. I was going to blog wow. this, and I'm glad you did, Paul. I did. I put it in the show notes, and I think it's an interesting. And I actually posted a link to the actual exploit. Because I think people should go check out the exploit code because there's some yeah. interesting things in there. That's kind um, of funny and probably really bad to have on your network. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the things they say is uh, in the comments, in the readme for the exploit code is, this is our, presenta- our present to Black Hat slash DEF CON. If you're attending this year, stay off the intrawebs with a Z. Yes. I said, cool, a present. And it's not even Christmas or my birthday. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you if you have Verizon EVDO like me and Paul now have, we both have the same card. That's right. Yeah, we're blood brothers now. Kyo what do you think of that? Sarah six fifty KPC six fifty. That's right. And it's a great card, and uh, that's what I use at all of my conferences. I never go on the um, although I would go on the Hope Network because Mike Kershaw wrote his custom firmware for the Aruba APs, which has worked out very well, I'm sure. And I talked to him. He said, "No, nah, not too many crazy attacks, but still." Um, but yeah, I use Evdo because it's kind of like security through obscurity, and Absolutely. it's actually a valid, valid one because to tell you the truth, you can't sniff it. It's kind of encrypted between you and the tower, and it's you're off the network mm-hmm. until someone breaks it. Yeah, until right. so, one day somebody will break it. That's right. Yep, it's not. It's not. It's and not we, there will, yet, we will probably cover it when someone breaks it. So mm-hmm. stay uh, tuned. And, and of course, you know, if you're really elite, you could use a network somewhere else, like in a private neighborhood or yeah. Well, hotel. actually, in New York City, there's like a hundred thousand APs or wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Ooh, free internet. Wherever Getting you are, back to the no, no, wherever you are, use a socks. Use a use a, 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 a SSH proxy or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, DHCP client exploit. So what happens is, you know, DHCP is a broadcast protocol. There's a client that's vulnerable. So my feeling was that if you're able to compromise a workstation and then launch this DHCP exploit from your workstation, you could compromise everyone else on that person's subnet. Dope. Very interesting Disco. for people who are building their botnets, right? If I yeah. compromise one host on one subnet, I'm behind the firewall. I say, hey, you know what? Spread Send that DHCP exploit exactly out to all the other hosts in the network and build my botnet. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so for every subnet I compromise, maybe I get two or three more workstations. Now you're compounding my botnet. Yeah, I'll take it. Exactly. College college networks that are just freaking... For, Fortune 500 companies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, really. Wow, that sucks. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Oh, Sucks God. for us, good for attackers. Yes. You know. Well, job security for us. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Firefox yeah. Trojan as an extension. extension. Yeah. 
Who had it? It wasn't I me. I did. You did. Um, Larry. Yeah, so there's a... Take it away, Larry! There is a Trojan that takes advantage of the uh, machines already infected, uh, infected with a downloader AXM um, Trojan, and it delivers this new extension to Firefox that is um, something along the lines of um, Form Spy. It's called Form Spy, yes. And basically, anything you fill into a form on a web page, it keylogs and sends off. Ouch. So I expect that we're probably going to see a little bit more of uh, stuff like this, of uh, malicious extensions for Firefox, which I'm not aware of many currently. But uh, I see it as a trend that's going to happen. This is just the beginning. Hope speaker arrested before Before talk. talk. We thought we'd mention this one briefly. It's not really so much IT security news because it turns out that what was his name? Stephen Stephen Rambam. Stephen Rambam. Or below his, they said his real name was Rambam. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's the difference between random access memory and read only memory. <laughs> um, that's how it was in the Hope uh, uh, booklet. It was as Rambam. Rambam. Rambam is the name he goes out. He's actually a private investigator. One of the mm-hmm. top private investigators and Nazi hunter. And is accused of impersonating an FBI agent mm-hmm. to gain information about someone who was testifying against one of his clients. Now, I was at Hope, and I was actually going to the talk he was going to speak at, because mm-hmm. there were two conferences going on, one for private investigators, and one called privacy, and one at Hope that all the private investigators were coming up to be on the panel called oh, Privacy is okay. Dead. Get over it. Yeah. Because these guys can find out anything about anyone at any time, anywhere in the world. we all know privacy is dead anyway. Yes. And they were actually giving tips on how to protect yourself totally from from Mm -hmm. privacy invasion. Um, And so Emmanuel Goldstein comes to the front and says, we have bad news. Um, Stephen Rambam was arrested by the FBI. We have no idea why, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So apparently after his talk, right before the talk he was going to give at Hope, they walked in and took him away. Yep. I, I, I wanted to put this in because, uh, you know, sort of we had some breaking news that it was unrelated to his privacy talk, but it was because he was impersonating a federal agent. Um, I, I wanted to make that, you know, sort of clear that when you're doing pen tests and you're doing uh, ethical hacks and that type of stuff, if you're going to do any social engineering, be careful who you impersonate. Yeah. The feds do not like. Yeah. To, you can't go to local FBI, police departments. Yeah. Don't impersonate a fire marshal and get yourself up on an elevator. Yes. Right, right, right. Or admit to it at yeah, a large I mean, conference. I would stick to impersonating people who you have permission to impersonate. So when I've done ethical hacks, a lot of times the people within the organization, the CIO, the IT people, will give defensive intuition permission Mm -hmm. to impersonate certain people. They'll be Mm -hmm. like, you know what? We're hiring you to do this test. We want you to be successful because it helps us improve security in our organization. Feel free to impersonate me. Impersonate me. You know, go ahead. Or impersonate a potential client. You know, we talk to public safety impersonate public safety go ahead tell them you're from public safety you know mm-hmm. or if the CIO or CIO of a company says you know what you can impersonate whoever you want within my organization yeah. go ahead and impersonate get it in writing and get it in writing yes. in your contract this is hey we, you know we're hiring you to do this work you have permission to impersonate whoever you want within our organization right. you can impersonate yeah. twitchy nobody can impersonate nobody twitchy. Can but you know obviously choose. people could try what, what's, the, what's the line from uh, Indiana Jones choose wisely Yes. Don't impersonate federal officials. Don't impersonate local law enforcement officials. He chose people to It's called yeah. obstruction of justice. If, yes. if you impersonate somebody you're not supposed to, you will you will age rapidly and turn into dust. Especially if you're a Nazi yeah. in hiding. That's a no-no. Okay. Blue Cross of Idaho, Idaho, no wireless. Yes. Blue Cross of Idaho has a absolutely no wireless policy. Um, now, define wireless. Does that mean... Cell phones, Bluetooth, 802.11? No, wireless computing. I'm not sure about Bluetooth, but they don't allow wireless networking. 802.11b, 802.11g, those type of things. Because they have no need for it, and the cost for them... How about infrared? (laughs) Yeah, infrared's another Um, one. Yeah, it is. There's a talk at Black Hat focused on infrared, I believe. Ooh. Or no, maybe not. Okay. So I saw some research um, when I, I was preparing for my wireless talk about infrared stuff and hacking that protocol. RFID, another mm. another wireless thing. There's going to be a lot of talks at Blackhead about RFID as well. Yep, I got to go see some of those. Oh, there was that. Oh, excuse we me. Didn't talk about that. No, we didn't. Can yeah. I quickly get into it real quick? Yeah. You can. Well, hold, on. Is it one minute? hold on. Let's finish the Blue Cross. Okay, Idaho. and then we'll go yeah, on a one minute we'll tangent. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, Blue Cross Idaho. So basically, they say absolutely no wireless, and uh, they got audited. Whether it be their internal auditor, which I don't remember. They got audited, and they said, so how do you enforce this? Well, uh, um, um, we have no wireless. 
<laughs> so the auditors are challenging them with uh, coming up with a way of enforcing this no wireless policy. And obviously so, they're, they're saying, you know, why don't you use something like Aruba or Kismet and make sure that there's no wireless in your environment? I just I'd get Karma and put it on every WRT fifty four. I'd port Karma to the WRT fifty four G platform and just put it everywhere and just answer for any <laughs> everywhere and make them go nowhere. Yeah, that's but, what I would you know, do. And obviously, me, and obviously, some of the other challenges they got to face is not denial of servicing their neighbors right. in right. like an office complex and that. And like so. we said, what about Bluetooth? What about RFID? Mm-hmm. And what about cell infrared phones. and cell phones? Right. But yeah, I think this was definitely tailored to the eight oh two eleven space. Right. I don't know how valid infrared is in that argument, but I don't it's, know either, it's but, hey, you know, you know. Oh, I used to hey, use if infrared. I can download someone's uh, uh, phone book from their yeah. cell phone. I used to use in, I used to use infrared to chat to my friends with my Texas Instruments uh, uh, calculator. calculator in high school. Dude, we used to you in, are such a geek. And we, yeah. we you know we would build the infrared receivers and transmitters and plug it into that little headphone jack in the bottom, and then we would point it at each other and talk. Yeah. All right. So finishing up on Blue Cross, <laughs> finishing up on Blue Cross Idaho. If you have a policy, I was lonely. Make sure that you can enforce it, and uh, you know, talking to your auditors can be a good thing. Um, they're not your enemies, believe it or not. They're there to help your you as a security professional come up with enforcement for things that you're trying to do. Involve your auditors wherever you possibly can. Okay, 65 Nick. Oh, no, oral, we're going oh, to go into yeah, RFID. What? <laughs> 65, um, we're going to go into RFID yeah. cloning. Yeah. RFID type yeah. cloning. Yeah. Larry, we still get listener feedback, Larry, yes. that people point you to links about implanting an RFID inside yourself. Yes, and uh, thank you. I do appreciate it. Keep sending you can them. Just, you can send me an RFID chip and a rubber glove, and I'll put it inside yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, Paul, are we going to make I out first? Did out loud? Can we make out first at least? <laughs> oh, man. It's going to take me like five hours to edit this podcast. No. All right. Let me get into this real quick. One of the Hope Conference talks was how to steal someone's implanted RFID and why you'd want to. It was given by Annalie Newitz and Jonathan Westhus. Sorry, I murdered your last names. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Annalie had a Verichip uh, implantable RFID put into her arm. And Actually, I heard she only put it on top of her arm for this demonstration. No, it was in. She had it implanted. Really? Yep. Okay. Um, they had pictures. Well, they didn't have pictures of her implantation, but somebody else's Verichip implantation. Um, in any case... Uh, the guy was able to, Jonathan was able to read the RFID through her skin, unencrypted, mm-hmm. it's clear text, get yep. the unique ID, then replay it back out of his laptop into the Veritchip reader, and it said, valid RFID. Yay, Ellie. Yeah, so now you can bump up against her in the elevator. Um, oh, yeah, bump up against her in the elevator. Um, and then uh, walk up to her, you know, the RFID secured door, and replay it back out of your pocket PDA, and... Uh, Boom, you're mm-hmm. in. Now, could, I, I do want to set some expectations on this from my understanding. Verichip is a proprietary system. Very proprietary. Um, you need their reader to be able to read it, and it's typically only used actually, for health actually, information. Actually, they wrote, they had their own hardware to read it, if I'm not mistaken. That's hot. Because it's a standard frequency, and they just blast it and comes right. back. Right, but you know their system is called proprietary. It's typically only used for, from my understanding, healthcare information. Yes, and uh, pet tag. She had a pet tag yes. specifically installed. Yes, let me let me uh, reiterate, this is not the type of tag that I want. Yeah, I the want tag a, you want is like a insane. High, a high tag S. Now, what they want to do, though, is they were talking about encryption on RFID tags, mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty bad because, well, it's, it's hard to do because it's got to be very small. Yes. And putting encryption on it would increase the, the hardware die size. Yes. And also power requirements to yes. do like DES or something. Um, very, very difficult because you're powering it remotely using mm-hmm. our um, Radio? rectifiers. So, you, you like... No, because you're blasting it with radio waves, and it Rectum, rectifies. And they kill them. It rectifies the radio waves into energy, and that's kind of how it works. So, if you're ever wondering how they transmit power wirelessly, which can be done, mm-hmm. they use very thank high you, power thank, microwaves. Thank you, Nikolai Tesla. Yes, very high, very high power directed microwaves into rectifier antennas that turn into electricity. Are we the only podcast to talk about that dude twice? Probably, but it's Probably. true though. It's it's real. Wireless power is real, and but use, it's, it's and we use rectum. It's up to efficient. Sense. By the way, Jim killed him. Wireless power is up to about fifty something percent efficiency, if not more, if I'm not mistaken. Cool. So um, yeah, Nick, on your RFID thing, just for a personal selfish note, yeah, if you can get me a tag, that's well, maybe not even sterile because talk I can to Annalee. Uh, oh, actually, you know how her. she got it? She uh, I don't want a Verichip though. She contacted. Well, yeah, she contacted Verichip and said. Um, hey, I found a doctor who you list on your website is, uh, you know, uh, licensed to put these things in. Send him a free, send me a free sample. I want one, you know. 
And I guess she kind of socially engineered one out of them, I guess, mm. or she kind of like got them to give her one somehow. I, I'm going to play the security researcher uh, card at some point, very yeah. near in the very near future. Can we it apparently works. It, can we videotape you getting it implanted and put it on the show? Sure. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Not a, not a problem. Awesome. I would not have an issue with that. 65 Oracle patches in a partridge and a pear tree. Wow, yeah. 65? Because, or, you know, Oracle only releases patches once a quarter. That's right. And there's so many holes in the product that they total 65. Yeah, that's like 20 a month. That's unbelievable. Like, like you have a product and there's 65 software pack- packages that make... All kinds of changes to your system. Like, and how you, do you implement I can't believe this guy's, and, and you have that. to test them all before you oh, implement them. I can't believe this guy's like one of the richest men in the world. He's got like the world's biggest boat or something. I don't know. That's I don't ridiculous. know. One, one week on This Week in Tech, the Twitch show, they were talking yeah. about like boats and who's got the biggest like boat yacht. Envy. And it's like a cruise ship and it's like unbelievable. It's like the largest privately owned oh, yacht ship in the. That's because that's because you have to register to see all of the information about these security patches. So you know, legitimate security professionals such as Paul, myself, and Nick, who um, don't have a support role for Oracle, can't get access to find out what any of these damn things do mm. because we actually don't own Oracle. Mm. So someone has apparently uh, is working on cracking Vista beta two local it's, passwords. It's wow! Already, Iron, Iron Geek, Iron Geek, our oh, friend Iron geez. Geek. Yeah, he did. He did a little write up on this, um, cracking local passwords out of uh, Sam databases and Syskey. Now, is there an LM hash in Vista? There is not. Oh, there is an NTLM hash. Okay, um, and they've changed the way they do the NTLM hash a little bit. So you've mm-hmm. got to make sure you've got the right updated tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Iron Geek goes into this at length in his article. Um, it's linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so his thing was, too, that, you know, there's one or two companies that have done it already for Vista Beta 2. It's just a matter of time before free tools like Oftcrack and Enable have this implemented, too. Gotcha. And uh, Microsoft cried that, don't check the beta. It's not the real thing. Oh, like it's going to change all that yeah. much in the real version. Yeah. Right, Microsoft. Yep. So, um also, uh, just quick on the Iron Geek thing, go and check out his TrueCrypt and uh, Alternate Data Streams video. Pretty cool. Very cool. He's got good stuff. IronGeek.com. Yeah. Mitigating wireless driver attacks. Yeah. Twitchy, this is you? No, this is me. Oh, this is you? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mike Kershaw had a response about the uh, the wireless driver attacks that they're going to be uh, releasing at Black Hat. Oh, already yes, have this is the one that they um, can exploit a driver and you don't even have to be associated to a network. Yes, yes. You know, he went on about, you know, some of the history of it and, you know, all that type of stuff. And honestly, Mike's, Mike's uh, recommendation, shut your wireless driver off. <laughs> I was talking yeah. to Josh about this when I was at D- Sands DC and I'm like... Man, it's got. It's literally gotten to the point where you don't. Yeah, you don't need to be associated. Your your radio yeah. just has to be on, on, and that's that's it. So wherever you are in an airport, don't use it. Just turn I mean, it off. Especially if we, you're using a. This is going to be in my talk, by the way, at MIT. Yeah, when we interviewed Josh, he talked about the Protos Group doing some research in this area, mm-hmm. and then recently, all these talks at Black Hat focus on this area, and I think it's going to be an increasing. Uh, uh, an area to keep an eye on because there's a lot of research going into attacking the wireless drivers. Now, if you look at the Karma tool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some wireless drivers, what do they do? They they probe for an SSID. I think that's Windows value, in general, though. No, it's it's specific to the driver. Oh, okay. They probe for an SSID that is actually the value of some kernel memory. So yep. it leaks kernel memory yeah. and probes for in the SSID, and that's because someone didn't start counting at zero. Yeah. And if anyone mm-hmm. ever gets an opportunity to meet Joshua Wright, and I hope many people do, <sighs> yes, my favorite story from Josh. Ask him if his daughter starts counting at one zero. or zero. And ask him to tell the story because yeah. it is a fantastic, fantastic story. story. And I can't do it justice. Only Josh can. And, and sort of along that note, my wife and I are uh, making very good process, progress on that. And we both agree they need to start counting at zero. That's right. That's good. You got to get that by, you know, before you get the, before you have the baby, you got to, re- you got to talk with your significant other. Is it going to start counting at zero one or zero? zero. Even yes. before you know if it's a boy oh, or a girl. Yeah. We, we, start, we started counting at zero and the bill is going up quite heavily. <laughs> now, zero through nine and then do they start counting at A, B, C, D, E, F? Or no? Um, hey. 
Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. My wife would probably say no, but, but you know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. good it's always that. good to have them familiarized with different counting systems. That's right. So I think I've mentioned this before on the show though, or maybe not because I've been away for so long. Um the w- wireless vulnerability, the wireless driver layer vulnerability. Yes. Um about uh, how you can just attack the card even though it's off because right. of a abstracted well, well, common on, not, associated, radio, radio, not associated yeah, not associated well it's it's just on um, you're going to see a lot more of this Absolutely. in terms of driver of driver vulnerability and firmware fuzzing and hacking. Absolutely. So when you own the firmware, you own the computer. You can do reverse DMA mapping, dump everything. Fuzzy. Or when you start. Now think about it. Nobody's really attacked the drivers of things. Now well, this is this is true for all operating systems. Mm-hmm. Mac, Linux, and BSD, all of them are going to have these problems because nobody really does the research into driver uh, holes and, and buffer and, overflows and, and stuff. Peep and and now don't let me offend you typically people who write drivers aren't concerned with security exactly that's true Paul what reverse DMA mapping ah. explain well Dynam- basically dynamic memory allocation no it's it's basically uh, at Schmoocon this guy was able to plug in his USB keychain and then dump oh, the, okay yeah dump the contents of memory and stuff like that he was able to own the computer through so, the USB with a port. P. By dumping contents of memory, you can get you know whatever's in um, whatever's in memory at the time. Yeah, whatever's including PGP passwords that have been cached. Stuff but like including that. information that you can use in a buffer overflow attack. Every, uh, everything, man, it's fucking that's what bad. That's you've you own the laptop at that point, if especially in, if you own the firmware. If it's in memory, you own it. Right. Yeah, cache and, passwords. And here's the thing: you can start doing all sorts of stuff with the CPU mm-hmm. at that point. And um, interesting. Another one of the things was. Uh, my, my cousin Paolo IMs me and says, one-based indexing equals evil. Never mind. Um, so another thing, though, about firmware and uh, driver hacking, um, it, you're going to see a lot of it, obviously, but it's, it's just going to be nuts. And um, it's going to happen to all operating systems. It's just going to be badness all over. And there's really not much we can do about it, you know? Yep. So, Okay, so uh, moving right along. Cisco VPN 3000 concentrated denial of service by exhausting resources with Ike requests. Um, they're saying use call admission control for Ike, and uh, there's some other Ike devices that might be vulnerable. And, Paul, your comment? My comment is if you're on the Cisco 3000 VPN appliance, which many people are, I don't know if the product is end-of-life or not, but it's certainly approaching its end-of-life yeah. if it hasn't been end-of-life already. So if you're on that platform, you really need to be looking at an upgrade. Uh, and the upgrade path from Cisco, if, if you know from Cisco, if that's really where you want to stay with, is the ASA platform, specifically the 5500 series, which is iOS based, which has much much greater processing capacity than the 3000. And I think it's a valid upgrade path for many customers. So mm-hmm. if you're on the 3000 platform, start looking at moving off of that platform. It's a great stable platform. platform. I I may have a job outside this podcast that I do support on a 3000 platform and we are um, aggressively moving towards the well, 5500 platform. And, you know, again, we've been called Cisco bigots, et cetera, because we talk about Cisco all the time. Don't discount some of those other uh, VPN manufacturers. Yeah. There are a mm. lot of great stuff out Nortel there. Nortel yeah. is the other big but player. Doesn't Lucent have something? I don't know. I don't know, maybe. But I thought yeah, they did. Nortel stuff is really good. Okay. Anyway. Want to win some cash? Crack these hashes. Um, Roger Grimes um, posted some uh, interesting article about... Grimey uh, from The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, had, had an article about the discussion of password complexity versus length. Um, he's putting his money where his mouth is. Um, he thinks that length is better than complexity. Don't tend to disagree with him. Maybe a little bit of both. But uh, he's got some challenges out there. Go check it out. He's offering some free books and some money to crack the crack the hashes. Actually, length is probably better because uh, certain dictionary certain dictionary uh, sets to crack passwords brute force probably don't go more than eight or fourteen characters. Yeah. If you oh, can make I, a no. twenty-seven I mean, character th- combination of letters mm-hmm. and characters, you're probably that's why it's always good to use a know, passphrase as opposed I'll say, to yes, that's right. I'll say this: it's better than hashing my crack. Whoa. That's all I have you know, to say. Hash is better than crack? At Hope. I just going to say this. At Hope, I learned a really good password-making uh, protocol, like a, good, a really good way to make a password. You think of a really offensive phrase that you would never tell anybody, then take the first letter of each word in that really super offensive phrase that you'll never forget but never tell anybody, and then you use that as your password. As long as it's over, like, 15 characters. And that was given to me by Mr. Phrase. Will Day, by the way, and it works. I'm sure it does, because he would never repeat any of the things. Really offensive, I mean. Like, just outrageously offensive. Stuff that we don't want to repeat here. Exactly. Not even here will I repeat that. Yep. 
uh, Symantec Hex Windows Vista. I, again, Microsoft says, beta, using a beta is on failure. Um, to me, it sounded like a bunch of marketing hype, but uh, they were able to perform privilege escalation due to implementation flaws in UAC, which is the user account control, which is supposed to limit these types of things, from my understanding. Huh. Hey, they say using a beta is unfair, so is XP still beta? <laughs> I'm just curious. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and I think my last story was that uh, crypto protects the criminals, too. Uh, Kaspersky is claiming that the, the, quote, ransomware stuff, the stuff that encrypts your stuff on disk and then they demand payment to get the password, um, that type of cryptography is quickly becoming unbreakable. Um, ouch. Unfortunately, this ouch. is the uh, the way it is in this world if you want the freedom to encrypt anything, though. Right, right. So, uh, you know, when will they start applying the strong crypto to uh, some of their other ingenious methods? No, no, no. In the other stories of interest, I, I, I think we can take one. Symantec expresses concern over municipal Wi-Fi. Yeah. Insecurity. Yeah. So Symantec has come out and actually said municipal Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is only good if you have security on it. Yep. Very interesting. Yep. I heard that. And Rhode Island being one of the yep. first really true states. I mean, we're probably, you know. We're the we're size not, of a big city. We're the size of a big city. Uh, so, you know, it certainly hits. Um, close to home. Close, yes, it does. Close to and, home. and it's being very well taken care of, might yeah. I say. And, and I, I seem to remember seeing a oh, uh, PowerPoint presentation that may have been given to a certain group um, about that type of stuff in the past couple of days. Cool. Yes, very cool, huh? Very cool. I think if you're providing Wi-Fi, you need to be thinking about an EAP type. Mm-hmm. If you're not thinking about an EAP type, you um, <laughs> somebody you need to be. Somebody, I was with Mike Kershaw, Renderman, and uh, Raven, and somebody came up and asked if they should use Leap. <laughs> I was like, yes. Hey, hey, fair enough. The guy didn't know, so he was asking. No, but we all looked yes. at each other. We were like, Where is your network located? We were Thank like, you very Google much. asleep. <laughs> it's a tool by Josh Wright. It was. It was actually really funny. I, I was at a Ruby users conference, <laughs> and the question, and you won an iPod Shuffle, which I'll be giving away probably at I MIT. Have come to that thing. I, I can't I've, believe it. I'll either be giving away to MIT or in Vegas. The question was. Who was the security researcher who broke the leak protocol? I said Josh Wright right away, <laughs> and I was the first one to get it. Hey, that's unfair. That's a conflict of interest. <laughs> By the way, can I have books to give away at my MIT talk? I don't have any more books, but what we'll, can, what we'll can try I and get some. Get, we'll get some. T-shirts we'll get or some. something to give we'll away? T- All right. Where are you going? When? MIT. At the MIT talk. Oh, we'll have T-shirts yeah, for MIT. Yeah, to yeah. To give away yeah, when, yeah. We ask, when people yeah. ask us good and questions. Then, yeah, we'll and that's t-shirts. what I forgot. I forgot to ask about books to be able to give away at San, uh, Def, Cotton, Def Con and Black Hat. Yeah, because yeah, we will have you. T-shirts for Def yeah, Con and Black but Hat. But I've got stickers. Dude, me and you are going to rip apart MIT security camp. We are. You realize that. And we're going to move on, and we're going to wrap the show up. Yeah. Right after we tear up MIT. We're going to yeah, double wrap it. Yeah. A couple more stories of interest. Go check them out. I, like, I am a Mac. A bit, a bit. I'll just end it after Twitchy's comment because I, I suck. I, I eat apples. Hi, this is Paul. And this is Larry. And this is Twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> From Paul.com Security Weekly. What the f- Hi, this is Paul. And this is Larry. And this is Richie. From Paul.com Security <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> Hi, this is Paul. And this is Larry. And this is Richie. From Paul. <laughs> Paul.com Security Weekly. Rock on, dude. Why can't you guys thank him? <laughs> Hi, this is Paul. And this is Larry. And this is, quote, Twitchy, end quote. From pullmyfinger.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I don't know why. Every time we hear that, we just can't stop laughing. Yeah. I, with the other two sweepers we did, we did the Matrix one and we did the uh, Star Wars one. I always crack a smile at that. Oh, Maybe because so I'm proud funny. of my work. There's a little bit of twitchy in everybody. No, really. I, <laughs> what? No, really. I peed in your food. There's a little bit of twitchy in everybody. Oh, oh your own potty. Anyway, show. the core discount code is Impact BSG. And what a great product that Mike is. Mike Yaffe says to pee. And Mike Yaffe says to pee. Mike, I love you. I'm going to see you in a couple of days. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow when you sit and pee. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Singer's Publishing Question of the Week. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. The Singer's Publishing Question of the Week is... Oh, sh- Poop. <laughs> poop. Uh, uh, poop. Which group released the JavaScript and, cro- and XSS cross-site scripting scanning technique, and what conference are they presenting it at? 
Listen to this podcast. The show. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very good. And that concludes this edition of Paul.com Security Weekly. Don't forget to check Larry out at Black Hat and DEF CON. Twitchy will be at TorCon in San Diego. And we will be at Sam's Las Vegas. Broadcasting live. I I can't wait to be the only sober one there. Just remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Stays in Twitchy. What? What? 401-369-9820 is our phone number. PSW at Paul.com.com. Paul.com.com is our website. P-A-U-L-D-O-T-C-O-M.com. And my name is Twitchy. What? And if you want to send us a snail mail, no snails, please, send us to Paul.com Security Weekly, P.O. Box 860, Greenville, Rhode Island, 02828. All donations of beer graciously accepted. Hope is awesome, guys. You should have come. I suspect Black Hat and DEF CON will be awesome as well. Yes, I wish I, I could, hope so. I wish I could be there, man. I, I am preparing my Coffee Wars entry tomorrow. I'm a dog. And that's the way it was. All podcasts are belong to us. I eat Linux. Over and out! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was a great show. <laughs>